There's trouble brewing out in front of the saloon. Hey, they're gonna fight me, Jill. Look at them. They're about to draw. I fired point blank. Watch this. to Crappy Anime Showdown, and it's the Benchwarmer episode! Hooray. That's right. At the beginning of the season, JW, Ethan, and myself decided to choose an anime that we thought might be better suited for this anime, but we weren't sure enough at the time, so we didn't pick it. So, in case you're new to this podcast, it is about pitting garbage anime against each other to see which one is the most deplorable while still being entertaining enough to watch. And that's what we got to do. This week, we got to watch JW's pick of v- Vivaldi's Vivi Fluorescent Vivacious <laughs> no, not, Villainous. No, don't do Vivacious. Uh, uh, you got to do the V speech, huh? you know, where he says all Viv- the V words. Yeah, oh, verily, yeah. this vicious oh, was of verbiage fears most of us. Shoot, from V for Vendetta. How go, dare you know even a sentence God. of that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Guy Fox is my hero. Anyway, <laughs> Guy Fox is nobody's hero. Guy uh, Fox I mean, isn't his own fucking hero. Hey, Guy Fox uh, is my hero when I just choose to be a theocrat for a day. You know, he's it's like my you put hero on... academia. Ugh. Oh my god. Uh, we got to watch Ethan's uh, anime, Dragon Goes House Hunting. And we got to watch my anime, Tokyo Revengers. We watched the first, second, third, and last episode uh, of each of these. Now, if you are listening and uh we i say that but tokyo avengers is currently starting its second season so we watched one two three and twelve but it's like immediately continuing into its second season so if that confuses you uh it confused us too that. so you know it confused the hell out of us yeah um, also funimation's new layout gives me eye cancer no crunch was it crunchy no, rolls, funimation's new layout gives me eye cancer because oh, they separated in the I mean, they've both done it because they got a fucking. Because Crunchyroll's in their new Crunchyroll beta. Well, no. Uh, first of all, they're the same company again. Oh, Foundation bought Crunchyroll again. Yeah, it's happened. Like, yeah. So that's why they're. <laughs> doing well, can it. they fix their shit? No, no. no. It looks awful. It's destined to no always be trash. Animation's always exactly been worse. Breed though. innovation. No. <laughs> no. They didn't breed innovation when they were separate. Now they're just in bed together. Well, so one day I guess they'll get H dive or something. Oh, the thing that was I'm pretty sure originally a porn website. Probably. That does sound like got porn. enough clicks, and now it's just a high class porn website. It's originally just Ooh. called Hentai Dive, and now they. I, I, I legitimately think that it is. <laughs> That's what the H stands for. What the hell else I, does it stand for? Yeah, what else would it exactly? Yeah, H isn't really a word or a letter that you just kind of throw in front of things without having a meaning behind it. That's right. I guess any I guess any letter is. But anyway, uh, so before we before we jump in, also find us at, at Crappy Anime SD on Twitter. Um, before we get into this, what did you guys think of all three animes? Because we just get to talk about it this time. We don't have to go into too yeah. heavy. Synopsis. We just get to kind of free. There, I like these ones. There was a legit... I think that we had You two? can say whatever you want. Well, because, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think that I mean, he's uh, Tokyo way. and Vivi were kind of just decent. Yeah. And that okay. there wouldn't have been any place for them here. Because yeah. there was nothing particularly funny that wasn't on purpose. And they were not shit. Like, they're not my thing, and I don't really like them, but they were yeah. good. Like, they had a premise. They executed their premise. Their story beats were well-paced. They had yep. characters and character writing and character development. Like, you could see all that happening even in the span of only four episodes. 
It's actually kind of nice. Personally, um, I think yeah. one of them is better than the other, but like I do, I do agree too. with what Jason. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Um, a little, not much, but a little. A little, but uh, Dragon Goes House Hunting is the uh, kind I'd like to of apologize. bullshit cancer <laughs> that definitely belongs on this podcast. I, I would like to a, apologize uh, up front. It was an affront. It was an affront to my eyes. I I I, I don't remember picking this. I really I, thought that JW picked it. I, I started watching it and was what, so angry. I I was happy for it when it got picked. I think well, happier oh, than yeah, you I think were, we, to be we all we all wanted it. Yeah, because yeah. I think Jay, you were you were teetering on the edge of picking it or not, <laughs> and then you didn't end up picking I just it. And listened. our producer really wanted it to make the list, well, and yeah. that's why I think even oh, I that's, think that's right. why he chose it. Yeah. I think you were going to choose something else, yeah, was and him. our producer was like, "Yo, yo, yo, I want to <laughs> see that dragon." I think we could find it. Ethan was but trying wanna... to pick live action bullshit. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. Every yeah, other yeah, episode is live action. No, 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 no. He was trying to pick. Let's make a mug. Yeah, let's make pottery or some shit. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Uh, so it was that, and our producer stepped in and said, "Nah, fam, you're shut down." Yeah. And then uh, Dragon Goes House Hunting was born. Yeah. So yeah, you know, good stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, let's start with what we thought was the best and work our way down because we'll probably have more to talk about the one we thought was the worst. But it'll still be nice to uh, kind of talk about what we liked about some, like sort of liked about some animes. It'll be kind of nice. Uh, Jay, which one did you think was the better of the two that you think are better than Dragon Goes House uh, Hunting? Tokyo Revengers was way more engaging for me. Okay, same here. Same I, here. I, I 100% agree. Um, yeah, Vivi Tokyo... was very well animated, and it used its budget intelligently. And as a piece of animation, like if you turned off all the sound and you were just watching like a collage of, of scenes... <laughs> or like, like if somebody made a music video out of it or something, Vivi would have the better material. Uh, but yeah. Tokyo Revengers is the superior piece of story uh, because mm -hmm. Vivi's story is honestly very generic. Yeah. Despite all its glitz and glamour, it is very one note. And it doesn't have many places to go. What it has is very, very interesting and fun to look at set pieces and you're you're constantly being drawn around, around like with your eye as any good sci-fi should like you're paying a huge amount of attention just to the context that you're in like you care a little bit more about the world than the actual people in it that you're watching and that's that's a staple of some decent sci-fi a lot of sci-fi tends to be a little on the simplistic side when it comes to its characters and its overall story and arc progression. Yeah. But I mean, where you get all the complexity yeah. is in the world building. So like, like it's not, it's not a bad thing, but yeah, I, I did not, I was not particularly engaged by it. I felt like I had kind of seen it before and yeah. it, it's character designs were still very anime. So after a while, it kind of devolves into a mush of, neon trim and shiny it kinda, chrome it kind of reminds me a lot of the movie aeon flux just in that like you've yeah. seen aeon flux a bunch of times before and it's real flashy and shiny but then when you actually watch it you're like okay like whatever it's yeah. just it's fine yeah. and just, it doesn't it doesn't hurt me to watch it but also like you know i've seen better sci-fi and i've seen this sci-fi okay it's also just very like japanese too. in the you way you guys only that... watch one two three and last right yeah. Uh, a Vivi? Yes. Yeah. Well, no. Actually, I watched an extra episode because I found the funny parts. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. All right, go on, go on. But um, it's very Japanese in the way that it kind of expects you to 
identify with characters based on their place in a very Japanese contextual society. Like I'm supposed to kind of identify with the gumption and, you know, go get him attitude of a pop idol who performs back alley fucking performances with a, yeah, was, with yeah. a boom box and a, and a mic in like Disney world. And I was very not, I'm a little too American for that. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the, I, when I think of street performers, I don't think of glitz and glamour. When I think of somebody who apparently has the I budget. Think of, of buskers. Yeah, yeah I, I think, I think yeah. of, I, I don't think of people who have budget. I think of people who have like shoes, maybe. And yeah. uh, so like she was, she's like a homeless street performing robot. <laughs> like, I don't, is this supposed to be like my character that I'm identifying with? Because I think her entire existence is kind of a joke. I mean, yeah. why, she's why, also would, the why first... was your first? Yeah, yeah, she's the first AI robot, like yeah. the the razor's edge of AI yes. in the beginning. <laughs> the successor to the razor's yeah, edge. The successor to the razor's edge. <laughs> and she she is she's a fucking uh, what do they call it? Five Nights at Freddy's robot. Yeah, yeah, yeah essentially. Like, yeah, I I'm telling you, man. Like, that's that's just a culture shock thing here in America. If you told me that the world's greatest scientist was putting a the world's most advanced AI chip in the fucking robots at Chippendales, I call I call him a fucking lunatic. Yeah, I would too. I like Chuck E. Cheese, like Chuck E. Cheese now come to yeah, life as a real. We've got rat. An, the only thing Ugh. we have of that is an entire long-standing and nauseating horror series about how that's a bad idea. <laughs> so yeah, I didn't really uh, that didn't click for me. Well, um, I, I agree. Could I uh, tell you guys? Do you, do you guys know? Um, do you know where this is sitting on Mal? The rank. Oh, six, no, six uh, thousand five hundred eighty-six. They hate it. No, uh, I'm sure they love that shit. Three hundred eighty. All right, so I got sub, a three eighty. Sub one thousand. And I'm um, going sub one thousand. All right, it's I, tough I to... think we're only top five hundred. Eighty-eight. Oh, wow. fuck! Oh my god! Wow, it yeah. doesn't deserve that. No, it does Ooh, not. Sub hundred? No, thank yeah, you. Yeah, it no. is wild. So I, I like know. after I saw that, I, I went looking through like the top on Mal. And um, first off, I've never watched the show Gintama, and by the show, I recognize there are many of them, and I recognize that only Wait, because Gintama. Get, what did I yeah, just say? Yeah, see, when you said Gintama. the show Gintama, but here's the thing: I what you I said heard, Shogun the Shogun Tama. Yeah, Shogun <laughs> Tama. I was like, oh. "There's a Shogun named Tama. <laughs> Interesting. Tell me more about this daimyo. I'm very interested. <laughs> Gintama. No, I am not. familiar with that show. That okay. better not be number one, is it? No, Gintama's not number one. FMAB is, but like FMAB is like a you know a fan favorite. So like I get why that's there. I. Um, don't necessarily have a huge problem with that being number one, but no, I don't either. But that's not why I bring I'd it rather up. Rather it than a lot of. Oh, other that's things. not true. Cowboy Bebop deserves it more than that, but whatever. It, okay. It's fine. That's not the reason why I'm bringing it up. The reason is just to say that all of the different versions of Gintama, there are seven out of the top twenty anime on the top oh anime list gosh. that are in there that are Gintama, and I was yeah. like, okay, like. <laughs> no, we know and, where we're at. And that's I mean, how you we know always knew we were that here. ranking system means nothing. Exactly, yes. So, but like, uh, for perspective, uh, Akira popular, is like 360. Fuck, come on. I know, what, what right? Is it? Akira, I didn't even dude. think that was going to be on oh, there wow. because it's a movie. I No, no, movies can be on here too. They got movies on there and there's a yeah, fucking. Man. Oh, oh, where's Brotherhood? Where's Redline? Is first? Where's Redline? You say yeah, Redline? Redline. Redline. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Redline, Redline. should be number Redline one, motherfucker. <laughs> 
We're talking movies. That that changes the conversation. There's a whole lot of shit above FMA Brotherhood. Wait a minute. If you're talking movies and none of Miyazaki's are in like the top twenty, then I don't understand what this list is. Uh, yeah. Not not that I love Miyazaki's, but I know the world loves Miyazaki's. For, well, uh, I think they're good movies. For I what will they are. I will never argue that they're not better than fucking FMA yeah, Brotherhood. Oh, exactly. Yeah. They're exactly. clearly yeah, better than that. <laughs> yeah. That's where that's where I'm putting them. Not right, against FMA Brotherhood, is... but it's like. A ride at, it's like a ride at uh, Six Flags, whereas, you know, uh, a Miyazaki film is going to the fucking moon. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> like Redline, what's your guesses? Yeah. What's your guesses? Uh, well, Red this line? is Mal. So, it better be top 100 uh, or I'm throwing something. Ab- above 1,000. Oh, no, come on. Above 1,000? That's like... <laughs> no, all right, no. I'll say 236. Holy shit, it's 236. Whoa! Yeah, there's yeah, no fucking yeah. way. Did you look it up? <laughs> No, I didn't. Oh, my God. That's fucking wild. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, oh, my God. That's dude, so fucking cool, dude. The guru does it again. Jesus, I, I'm, apparently, I'm not even you worth anything for called shots at this point. He can't keep uh, getting what the away fuck? with it. This is some bullshit. Like, and, and just, <laughs> I'm going to put that in, like, the chat for posterity because, like, this is some happy Holy horseshit right here. Jesus. I swear to you, there's nothing <laughs> Look at this. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, my God. You oh said 2.30 and I almost shit my pants. I'm pretty sure oh, I might just be in a brain pan at this point. It said 236. I nailed it. Fucking <laughs> blasted. Uh, yeah, I think our, you know our producer's right. Um, we've given you enough content. We'll see you guys next uh, week. Okay. Oh shit. Out of thousands. Never lose a called shots. Out of thousands. 236. Oh my that's, god. That's I'm gonna nuts. go play that number in the lottery, folks. I gotta go. You know, I've always shit. had a theory on that. I feel like you've used all your luck. Don't play 236. I, I, play I any use, other I, number. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that, anyway. the, now that we're past oh. that, that 236 number makes me very sad. Yeah, it does. Yeah, for <laughs> yeah, sure. I to, forgot that's what Redline we is doing. literally the swan song of an age of animation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, is, it is the death of the old way. It's like, it's like watching... Um, I'm trying to think of a good example here. I was literally going to go to Game of Thrones, but I don't think that's uh, as culturally relevant anymore. Fuck it. Jorah the Bear, or not Jorah, the Bear Mormont. What's his fucking yeah. name? Yeah, I forget his first name. But um, when he just gets stabbed in the back by that weasel, and you're like, oh, no, man. That's like that's an old guard guy just gone. That's, yep. that's yeah. that. that. It's like it's an end of it. Or uh, when What's-His-Face gets kicked out, uh, the, the very best Kingsguard. Oh, oh yeah, he gets the kicked old out yep, by, the Jeff, old yeah. by Joffrey, and it's like, damn, dude, that's the end of an yeah. era. Yeah, that's there's, that's there's the death like the... of a way of life, and that is what Redline is. That that is if if that guy got a cool fight scene before he died, that's what Redline is. Redline is the not depressing version, where instead of getting stabbed in the back by a weasel, they they get to go out in the biggest, brightest blaze of glory possible, and you have put it at two thirty six. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> uh, do you guys want to know um, what number six is on the top list? Gintama season eight. Uh, no, dude. I mean, for the record, what statistically, just, just, Gintama's a just, good guess. Can you, do you have the top ten right there? Just yeah, just, have just the top hit, me with it. hit me okay. with it. Give me the top ten on that. Okay, I'm gonna so, bite my pillow. Okay, go okay, for so it. We know it's FMAB. Yeah, FMAB, Fine. and that one like is what kept comes there. in. 
Um, what comes in right after so that? So apparently you can rate seasons, which is important because I'm going to tell you now that season three, part two of uh, my atta uh, Attack on Titan is number two. Oh, my God. Oh. The next one we have Why? is... It's... What? I don't know. It's just no, 9.11. Well, that hasn't aged well, has it? Nope. Oh, uh, Steins Gate is next. Oh, uh, my God. I watched all of that. It's trash. It's nope. not it's what, what part of it? What part of that show is good? People, what part of show that show is any good? We're going to have to do a thing on it at some point, but that is like the trendsetter of pseudo-intellectual trash. Yeah, it absolutely is. No, I've like, watched Steins Gate, six and I still have below. friends yeah. that love Steins Gate and think it's like amazing, and I go... You realize this is all dumb, right? That's, like just a hundred percent of this. That is Christopher uh, Nolan shit. Like that is that Ethan, is Ethan. You're gonna get, you're gonna get your own special where you announce everything and we just talk about pseudo intellectual bullcrap. Oh, yeah. oh no, dude, I'm, I'm all for this. I'm having to. a blast right now. Like, I, these guys just keep doing your thing. It's great. Oh, all right, number three. I, I'm this is, this so isn't a bench warmers episode anymore. We're we're Jeez, getting, we're angering no, we'll, ourselves. We'll get we'll get ba we'll get back to it. But I, this is fun. Finish. This is exactly why we do this. Yeah, give me give me. All right, so okay, number four. Number four. Is it Gintama? It is not. It is Fruits Basket, the final. What? So as oh, in the, the one what, from this... April 2021 to June 2021. What? Which which isn't even the first season. The first season's the best, so Are they're wrong. Are you fucking with me? So <laughs> I, well, to be, to be fair, I haven't watched it, but I thought the first, the second season got slow. So unless the final, which I guess is the third season, really picked up, I'm going to say that the first season is going to be the best in my Fuck books forever. that. It's probably because the second season is a lull, and then they just go straight into stuff with Akito, right? That's what they have to do, well, yeah. and they deal with all that jargon. Yeah, they do, but like, the, it's so painful. And I love the first season and the original. No, run oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! Fruits Basket's original run was a complete story. Fuck you. That's it. The creator yeah. very clearly had an end, and that was it. And after that, they're like, "Shit, I'm selling. We got to keep making stuff." The rest of that uh, is garbage. Like the entire like the, shit that I saw, like because I was super excited for the for the next Funimation. And run. the first season, and the first season delivered. It, the new Fruits Basket delivered on the first yeah, season, yeah, yeah, on and the we first were like, season. great. Yeah, on the first season, we were like, great. This is exactly what we want. Now let's see where they go with it. Fuck that. <sighs> that was uh, well, bad. Oh my god. Here, I can I can uh, change the topic. Maybe uh, leave some pain for you guys. What's number five? Gintama. Oh, is it Gintama? So it's Gintama, but it has a little like circle after it. It's like a little zero. I don't, I don't, I don't know what that means. It, it's, it's from one April of the 2015 man. to 2016. I don't. I have not watched any Gintama, so, so it doesn't it's, anger it's me. I just one. imagine it's garbage. That's, and then uh, I just imagine. So next, what's number even, six? Because you guys are gonna love this. Well, I can see it. Uh, of what's it's Hunter okay, X Hunter? Genre. I can read it. Oh yeah. Shit! I oh I clipped it. Yeah, it's Hunter X Hunter. Yeah, you can see it. Damn it! He's good. Uh, Another thing that clipping. deserves some praise, but not number motherfucking six. Not, no, no. <laughs> it doesn't even deserve to be in the top ten. The first legit, season like, of Hunter x Hunter is trash. But, like, I remember watching it, and, like, Hunter x Hunter was, like, a fun time to watch. Like, it's the, not something the, that I would, the Chimera like, go out of my way to do. arc but. is the only good arc, and that's it. Well, that is the arc that I watched, so maybe that's yeah, not a good thing. Yeah, because it's the only good one. The first <laughs> oh, no. season is trash. The Phantom Thieves, or whatever they're called, are kind of okay. Phantom yeah, the Phantom, Phantom Troop. Troop. Then they got mm -hmm. the Battle Tower. That's hard trash. 
Uh, and then what else is there? Like, like fuck off. Like that. Uh, no, goof no, 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 no. The goof troop. <laughs> it's it's hundred percent. The goof troop. Uh oh, Mickey looks like it's gone. What, what's right, this? Here, what's their super? Nen. Golly gee. Goof. What's your Nen power? Hey, Maxie. My Nen powers stand out. I can look like anyone as long as they're not in the room. Is that Christopher Walken doing? <laughs> Shut up. I only got one voice. I got I got Texas law, I got Jewish grandma, and I got Christopher Walken, all right? And if I'm not careful, I'll do all three at once. Uh, well, I got a, I got number seven for you guys, and I think you'll actually like it. I okay. doubt it. Is it Hunter uh, X Hunter the Commander? Right? No, 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 no. <laughs> it is uh, Legend of the Galactic Heroes. All right. Oh, that deserves you know to be what? higher, but seven's good. That is uh, the fact that it's on there. That's pretty fucking. Now fantastic. wait, which, uh, which, which is it a uh, season? Is it the remake? Is it the remake? No, the original? The remake. What does it say? So it says 1988 to 1990. Yeah, it's yeah, not so the original. It's the original. Okay. The remake. <laughs> I don't think they're even making more of anymore. No, they're not. We went over this. Yeah, it makes me sad. Yeah, it does because it was really good. I have to go back and watch. I mean, the original you, you got you got to watch the original, but like, yeah. I had no prop because let's be honest, that eighty-eight one, it had like three hundred episodes or something like that. It's it's insane. It's, oh, is it really? Okay. It's really long. I'm getting in there, then, boys. I have watched and one. It, and it's Come fun, on, this is nothing. but it's kind of like, like one of those. I I am not diametrically opposed to seeing Legend of the Galactic Heroes trimmed down. It can be, and it can still be a great story that way, and I was not opposed to it. But they also drew them like pretty hot boys, and that kind of pissed me off. But yeah, when... that was unnecessary, but I didn't let it detract too no, much. No, 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 no. You, you don't let it hurt. Yeah. Well, I got two more in. for you. All right, here we go. What is this, number nine and number ten? No, this Wait, is eight, no, nine. eight, nine, and ten. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, so you got three more for us. Well, I meant two oh, more dude. that I'm just going to tell you at the same time because they're both Gintama. Oh, they're both Gintama? Yeah. Okay, interesting. <laughs> okay. All right, well, <laughs> what are you going to do, boys? Oh, my yep. God. When you like Gintama, you like Gintama. And then the uh, the third oh, one, I don't really know this one, but I've heard good things about it, but I, I really don't know much. Uh, it's March Comes In Like a Lion, uh, second season. Uh, but I don't know. Never heard of it. Yeah, it came out just a couple of years ago, like 2018. Um, but then uh, just a quick rundown from 10 to 20, and I'll just blaze through these. Yeah, just blaze through them. Um, we got Gintama again. Uh, okay, trash. We have, I think this is Silent Voice? Or is it your name? Yeah, a Silent Voice comes in at 12. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. We got the final season of Attack on Titan. Um, really? Yeah, dude. People 13. hated that. Well, so it's it, I've heard like mixed things. Some people really hate it. Some people really like it now. I it's stupid. It's stupid <laughs> as shit. Everything up until the point that Aaron comes back is really well done. The second he comes back, it becomes your prototypical shonen, and it's trash all the way around. Yeah, they're just what it is. They they had a um, what do they call that? What what was that show that came out in like? The early 2000s that everyone watched, Lost or something. Lost, yeah, yeah. Lost. Yeah, Attack on Titan had a Lost problem. They hmm. they had they were teasing you with a bunch of ideas that they never had an answer to, and then when yeah, you finally yeah. were forced to listen to the answer, you didn't. It was dumb. It was they were all uh, spoiler alert. They were all dead. None of it was real. Well, that's in Lost. That was their yeah. answer. But in Attack yeah, on in Titan, Lost, yeah. it's somehow even worse than that. Yep. <laughs> Good. Um. Then we got um. Though we get our Hitler-esque propaganda, you know, Bing oh, Bing Bing, ah, center space. Free space. The, the final season of Attack on Titan is quite literally Hitler-esque propaganda. I'm not. Dude, kidding. is it really? What? Oh yeah. Is it really? Oh yeah. Oh. It's right. it's messy. 
it's painful. Yeah, watch this. I don't no, think I it's it's meant to be like this is what you should do, but yeah. that is the express reason. Like that's the big reveal. Okay. I mean, I I'll watch it at some point, I imagine, but I mean, just look it up because it's not <laughs> it's not good. Uh, I love it. So we're all you chuckling can't because, pull me uh, out of the Nazi hole. Every time, we, yeah, we we just gotta pull crappy enemy showdown out of the Nazi hole, and the producers doing all of it. Nope. But nope. Okay, so back on the list, um, I got something I don't know, which is Clanad After Story is number four. I know Clanad. Oh, Clan it sucks. I've never watched it. I think I watched a couple episodes, and I wasn't impressed, and so I stopped. There's okay. nothing impressive about it. It's it's you can't even call it the progenitor of generic trash. Oh, that's not it's good. just generic trash. Well, speaking of generic trash, we got Gintama Gintama. Um, okay, <laughs> great. Good for them. And then we have Your Name, which like okay, was good yeah. to my understanding. That's Oscar bait, yeah, but yeah. whatever. Like that, That's the kind of thing where you're like, wow, I love it, I love it, and then you never watch it again. Okay. It's, yeah. a, it's an Oscar yep. bait movie. You, you, it's, like, it's like 12 it's years It's like La La slave. Land. Or La La Land. You know, uh, who's seen that movie more than once? Nobody. Name somebody. Nobody. Yeah. Nobody liked um, it. They then just, I got one like, here. Wow. I don't know how to really say this one. We got Owari Monogatari second. Yeah, season. Monogatari. oh yeah, the, mon the Monogatari. That's a whole. That's like Gintama. They have like a hundred yeah. different Monogatari. Yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. I don't. I've never watched any. I of them. think I we care. we you picked one by accident on one of the selection processes, yeah, and we had to inform you that it was like a decades long series. Oh, I do remember this now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I just you like, tried they always to pick sneak it because you didn't me. realize. Well, because they always yeah. do colons and. Um, yep. Yeah, you know, colons and extra. They don't. And then they just, don't or say just a word before. They don't say Gintama Eight. They don't say Monogatari Nineteen. They say yeah. Monogatari, a place among the stars with my furry, furry friends. It's Shizo Owanamono. Yeah. Hey, speaking of uh, colons, uh, next up we got Code Geass colon Hangyaku no Leluge. Uh, yeah. That this. What? Th oh yeah, yeah. Code Geass Leluge. It's garbage. This top Absolute ten tells garbage. you everything you need to know about the taste of the people we're dealing with. Well, we're at nineteen, by the way. We are officially at nineteen. Okay, we're done. We're done now. We're done now. Wait, uh, what's well, 20? 20's Gintama. Oh, okay. Guys, I told I you. Like, holy <laughs> top shit, 20, there's God. like seven of them. Oh, my God. That, that I know, but I thought we'd run through them. I didn't know that we got to 20 and then hit Gintama again. Yeah, that's that's, that's just dumb. Me. The fact that, God. you know what I'm really surprised at? One Piece isn't there. Wow. Oh, yeah, I'll look it up. Give me Where's a One Piece? Of all, like, Find out. of all the generic trash people just pretend to love unconditionally, that oh, is what I would have expected to be up there. It's still so yeah. high. Guys, take guesses. 27. Okay. Mm. It's probably going to be more in the 50s, but... Well, take another guess. You say 22? Yeah. It is 79, which is still pretty fucking oh, high, wow. all facts considered. Dude, yeah. it, <laughs> Vivi Fluoride Eyes is only seven spots away from One Piece. Because isn't uh, it 80, 80... Is it 86 Nine. versus it's 79? 88, 88. Oh, 88. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So there it's you go. Also, Vivian, one fluoride on, in her eyes, Johnson. The um. Oh also, it is uh, number thirty on popularity, though. So just well, like whether. But still, wow! It still doesn't even break top twenty. I go. I mean, it's Mal. It's not to overall. To be perfectly sales, honest, on a website like this, what the fuck is the difference between popularity and review? Oh yeah, I'm sure. It's not like they have professional it, critics, so it's, yeah. they're just two different popularity polls. Yeah, I don't. There, with varying crazy. levels of English-speaking ability. Oh, oh that hurts me. Guys, I just found the most popular one. <gasps> okay, well, this one's pretty obvious. Like, I should have guessed this. What is most popular, guys? Think uh, along the lines. It is not, but think along the lines of <sighs> FMAB. Like, from that, like, same kind of era of anime in the West. Naruto. <sighs> oh, no, that's good. Magica. No. 
Dragon Ball Z. These are all great guesses, but no, it's Death Note. Oh my god. Well, so it's Death Note, yeah, Attack on Titan. I'll live with that. No, I should have known that though. That's why I'm upset. I should have should have known Death Note. I live I'll live with that. I'll okay, where's Naruto, guys? Twenty five. Uh, we gotta 30. be done. We gotta be done. Okay, well this is the last one. The okay. popularity one for Naruto is eight. And you know what's right above it? It's high in one piece. Tokyo Ghoul. Tokyo That's Ghoul garbage. is somehow more popular. Wow, yeah, than Naruto. well, no, Naruto is more popular than One Piece in the sense of people that watch the anime because a they have to watch a third of the content. That's oh, fucked man. up. That's <laughs> fucked up. That's I think fucked it's up. up All right, we're finally done with this bit. <sighs> Wait, hold on. I had the this wrong is Naruto. Fun, though. Naruto is apparently Ner- different than Naruto Shippuden. Yes. Yes, yeah, sort of. The Naruto it's, is it, the original it's... season. Z- yeah, and oh. it's kind of like Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Z Kai, yeah, they're Dragon all... Ball Super, Dragon Ball GT. It's basically well, that. A couple of those Dragon Balls weren't canon in the same like order kind of thing, but yeah, whatever. Well, well, it went Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Z Kai, which was like a shortened version of Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, that's a recap. And then Dragon Ball, G- Dragon Ball GT, and then Dragon Ball Super. Dragon Ball... I don't know if GT is canon, but I think, I think most not. of it's GT canon. GT is not canon. It's not? No. Okay. Because they... That was the only one I was confused about. No, it is not. It's when they, uh, they the make Dragon them Balls, kids Dragon for Balls, Yeah, Dragon Ball Super is canon, though. Yes, yeah. it is. All right, all right. We're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. Yeah, but, like, We're done. have you considered where Neon Genesis <laughs> <No>! Evangelion is? <laughs> oh, okay, but, like, where's Neon Genesis it's, Evangelion? It's 205. Now? All right, now we're done. <laughs> all right, we're okay. done. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, Vivi, that was fun, Vivi though. is three times as good <laughs> as Evangelion. I, I don't understand. That's a, that's well, a let's one. just let's just stay on Vivi. That hurts my soul. Yeah, it. so, Vivi. Uh, Vivi uh, is... So, I love sci-fi. And the thing that I love about sci-fi is that it is very often a chance for people to tell stories about um, society and culture and groups overall rather than telling individual stories about individual humans, which is why I think a lot of great sci-fi stories aren't necessarily 100% focused on an individual character and their change, but the society that they live in and its change. You know, think about Dune. Dune isn't about Muad'Dib and his space Muslims. It's about the, the change of the planet. It's about the, the planet Dune. And that's what makes it engaging, is that you have this giant spanning you know, epic surrounding a planet. The planet is the main character. And that's interesting, and that's fun and engaging. And you have characters that are cool and that you like, but they're, they tend to be very one-note. Paul has a bit of an arc, but it's, not, it, it's a very standard kind of you know, kid becomes God kind of thing. Like, like Luke Skywalker kind of deal. Very, very generic in that sense. What makes it unique is the real main character of the planet. Similar to that, Vivi is a very, very boring one note character. She's not particularly interesting and that can be okay. Same thing with her annoyingly attempted at pluckiness robot sidekick. Uh, easily the most painful thing about watching Vivi is that robot that thinks it's funny. It's yeah, not funny. I mean, this isn't it's so stupid. Anime. I hate it's it. It's always bad. It's the it's comic really relief is never bad. funny. And I was under the impression that Japan didn't know what sarcasm was. And now well, I have that hundred percent confirmed because this Jay, this robot you... is trying to do sarcasm and it doesn't know what it is. 
Jay, did you you never finished Yasuke, right? Or even watch past the no, first episode? No, I couldn't handle it. Okay, because they have the same type of robot in Yasuke because they wanted to just make it even Absolute worse. Absolute yikes. So, yes, yeah. the, if you watch Vivi, the, the robot, that companion to Vivi is a giant pain in the ass. He is there for levity, and he is there to also sometimes be kind of scary and he's there to sell merch of the various things he flies around as. And he sucks, and I hate him, and I wish he wasn't there. Because he didn't need to be I there. Agree. He really didn't. No. He could have been a voice in Vivi's head. He could have been the, the, the main antagonist, which yeah, I... Yeah, he could, he, could, he could have just been an AI. Yeah, he, yeah, were you thinking he might be the antagonist, too? Yeah, well, because like he is, time? basically. Because he's directly linked yeah. and is following the orders of the architect, or whatever that they call that... Uh, I, I well, no, no, but I thought he didn't. He didn't neural link to it. No, no, no. I know he did. I know he didn't. But what I'm saying is that, like, for a very long time, all of the things that he's doing is because he's following the plan laid out by the what is it, the archive. Yeah. So, like, he's yeah, not, he's he's not, not an antagonist. No, no, it's true, it was, but no, it, no, it was the plan laid out by. Yeah, what's his but face? it really wasn't because every time they go and they pull footage and they pull ideas, it's always from the archive. Like that guy didn't program in all of the world's events. How no, they but that's gonna... what they that's that's what they showed. That's exactly what they showed him doing. I don't know, maybe it was in the episode that I watched that you guys didn't, but that's literally what they showed, showed him what? doing. But what, what, uh, what I remember him. is him going into that lady's archive and being most of the time the place where he convinces her to go back and like do her job. Well, yeah, no, no, I understand that bit. What I'm talking about is the human, the the doctor. We'll call him Otis because I can't remember his name. Well, yeah, um, but in the, my view, the, the doctor was always just dead. He, right. Okay. So. So he, oh, right. Well, no, he's alive at the very end. But anyway, I watched the episode before the end because I wanted to see some stuff. Like, it was like, basically, it was a two-part ending. So I was like, I'll just watch the first part okay. just to kind of get a real feel for it. They showed him when they finally met him again. They said, thanks to your hard work and mapping everything out from start to finish, like these past oh, however long, oh. and then sending her back in time. Thank you for that. Okay. Because I that's what got us to this that point. That it was yeah. the archive who had who did the mapping. No, no, no. It's it's him. Yeah, it okay. was it was well, him. Maybe he was using weird. the archive to do it, but no, yeah. That's yeah, a little I weird because you think that like that is expressly the domain of the archive. And it would also explain yeah. why all of their hard work didn't do anything. Because, yeah, because the well, main yeah, bad no, guy would have had control over everything that they were seeing. Well, well, what happened? They explained that. I don't know if they did in the last episode or again. They like did I, can't, not. I don't remember where the line is, but they explained that the archive, um, basically, every time they tried to change history, the archive kind of rerouted it back to to yeah. make sure, like, made corrections. No, they did say that, but when they were okay. saying it made corrections, I thought it was saying they were making corrections to what it was showing them. I no, thought no, it, it was, was making. Them it was lies. like so that. So no, so they went back in time to change the future. They okay. did what they were gonna right, do, all right, all right. and then and then the archive was like, all right, but I'll make small course corrections that you won't okay, notice, okay, and we're okay, still gonna okay, end up okay. at the same spot. All right, well, whatever. That's how I, that's I, how I read it. Doesn't yeah. really matter all that much. I just interpreted no, the line differently no, because I didn't yeah. see the line where they said the ro the little robot did it all. What's interesting too yeah. is that even if it isn't that like he is bad or isn't bad, the intentions of this robot are like not good. Like, no, his no, solution a, to the he's problem. He's a weird of... crypto fascist. Yes, he is. He's literally oh like a crypto gosh. fascist. It was nuts. Like I, it, it, he comes up with a solution to the problem, like of um, you know, AI's murdering humans in the future. His solution to that problem isn't to like 
you know, maybe change things so that AI end up not having to fight a war with humans so they can both coexist. The first order of business is to make sure that you strip the AI of all of their autonomy and their agency yeah. by preventing them from having names. That was like, another reason Jesus. why I thought that it was expressly the archive giving them bad info. Yeah. Because yeah, honestly, all the I things agree. they did in the beginning were fucking weird and creepy weird and shit. seemed counterintuitive. But like, I thought it was working because it was like, oh, it's one of those things where like, this is how a robot thinks of the situation. This is one of those things where it's like, okay, the archive is clearly evil. I, I didn't call it that early, but when they when the second that, because I, I thought the robot companion was going to be the main bad guy. When he was like talking about all the things that they're going to do, I'm like, okay, they're clearly setting him up to be like, this is the robot way of solving the problem. And then Vivi will come up with the human solution, you know, like, and, and that's when they'll, that's when they'll have their falling out and she'll fight against him. But that actually never happens. They work together to the end. And I guess maybe, because I didn't see the middle bits, maybe she just convinces the robot companion of her way of doing things, but... I think they kind of, like, as long as he gets what he wants, then he's willing he just to allow care. her to do it her way, as long as, you know, yeah. if she makes changes to the plan. But, I mean, that's basically kind of what they show in the third, in the third episode, second or third episode, where she's like, uh... I mean, I'll do whatever you want, but as long as I can still do my mission, you know, kind well, of that, thing. That's so. not what I, I'm not talking about her weird insistence that she has to be able to sing because she's just a robot. I'm talking about the fact that she has human characteristics and empathy and feelings for human beings that Robot Companion does not have. So whenever Robot right. Companion comes up with a solution to a problem, it is completely apathetic and it is one in which people can die in as many numbers as possible as long as these points on yeah. a graph get met, it doesn't matter. Whereas Vivi does not have that viewpoint. And I assume I don't think she ever I don't think she ever convinces him that yeah, and then you know, he's this just is suddenly the right a good way to guy. go about it. So yeah, I, now I I'm know. I'm just taking even more points away from Vivi now because at the the show. Because like when they had that set up, I actually thought that was a really engaging way to tell the story, which is that you have you have an AI robot that is the first ever AI robot, and she is very, very clearly human in the way that she acts, but also robotic in some ways. Like there's that little girl in the beginning who's trying to kind of teach her how to be more social yeah, and more, more, more personable. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, okay, this is this robot's journey to understanding what it is to be human. And yep. this is her sidekick's journey to being the ultimate evil, which is he's trying to do the right thing, but because he doesn't have that human perspective and that human empathy, he can never understand how to actually fix the problem, so he's going to be the antagonist. And that we been do cool. get something like that because that is yeah. what the archive is doing. The archive, as a robot that doesn't have any empathy, thinks that humans are problematic, you know, in typical evil robot fashion, and thinks right. that it's just better off killing all the humans and just being done with it rather than trying to fix them. Fine, okay, we've seen it a million times, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's terrible. It should be all about Vivi and her growth. But when you watch the last episode, she doesn't really seem all that different. The evil yeah. robot that was her companion, they're having like heart-to-heart -heart moments, which is mm -hmm. confusing. He appears to be doing things her way, but also well, her way clearly versions. didn't. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like her way clearly failed once yes, or twice. Exactly. Yeah. Because um, it's revealed they... that they had to redo this last bit like twice. Yeah, exactly. She she said like you know the up. other parallel world version of this like it didn't work. Yeah, so it, it definitely stumbles in its message. 
they the only thing that they have is they that it's kind of it's okay is Vivi will constantly ask characters what it means to do something with all your heart, and she gets more and more human perspectives on it, and she amalgamates them into what is finally her understanding of being human at the end, which is I can do things for people in a self-sacrificial way and be a good person. Like, I can, I can offer up myself to die for the cause rather than sacrificing all of these other people for it. Because uh, I guess, and I don't necessarily know, but it's from what she had a conversation with the other robot, it sounds like one of the previous plans that didn't work was that there's this entire team of scientists who have this plan about how they're going to infiltrate the archive and shut it down with a virus. Yeah. And in one of those attempts, they all, they all die. Yeah, so yeah. She, what she learned from that is if I'm going to do something, I have to be willing to give my life for this, not just other people's lives. Like I, as, a, as a human being, I have to put myself in their place and put my all into this, you know, saving humanity as, as though it's myself, not as though it's you know, my little pets. So you know, yeah, like that I, was, I that was like... a potentially strong finish that was it... marred apparently very heavily by the fact that the evil fascist robot was still right the whole time, and the yes, assumedly correct. evil fascist scientist who programmed him was also a bit of an asshole. But yeah. Whatever. So this show is, like, really weird to me because it it's like a... In some regards, it's like a budget Violet Evergarden. Yes. You have a character that is sure. extremely robotic that doesn't necessarily have trauma. That's not the... You know, she's an AI, so that's the reason why she's robotic. But, like... Uh, you know, she does things like walking around, like asking about what the meaning of life is, essentially. Um, mm -hmm. But the difference between and I haven't finished Violet. Um, so, like, you know, obvious I could be wrong here. But like the major difference I see with Vivi versus Violet is Violet isn't like fighting the world. <laughs> um, Vivi is fighting one very specific entity that she can beat. And this like always goes back to Great Man Theory. That's definitely a bingo spot at this point um, yeah. where like she is fighting one thing, one person, whereas, like, Violet is trying to, like, fix herself, like, trying to right, get through right. trauma and PTSD. Well, yeah, Violet is about character growth. It's a character right. drama. Uh, Vivi is not a character drama. But Vivi they want is, you to think a, it is. <clears throat> no, they'll have character drama. I think what they want you to think is that this is about the society that she lives in and the societies that she interacts with. The, the character of Vivi is not... The, the main character of Vivi, the show, is not Vivi. It is human society. Because that is the thing that changes. That is the thing that grows. That is the thing that ultimately, you know, is the driving force of every single major plot point. It's human society. Being manipulated by the architect, which represents their apathetic and, you know, violent ways. You know, the, the, the human's own robotic nature. And Vivi, who represents their subdued human nature. So Vivi doesn't change a huge amount from beginning to end. I think that if somebody, you know, like, because if you guys remember, she triumphantly sings a stupid fucking song about how she's going to miss everybody, I guess. But that song is also a virus that, you know, helps the, yeah, the humans win. It's done. It's a, but it's a self-sacrifice thing. I'm sure that if you gave her that ability, she would have done it on day one, same as day Last. Yeah, I agree. Because I, I mean, it's not about her growth. It's about yeah. the growth of the people, uh, of the human society that she's constantly interacting with. It's about how her and her robot companion are theoretically at odds 
in how to quote unquote fix human society and how the idea of fixing human society is the reason that the architect went crazy and evil to begin with. That's what a good sci-fi premise here it should be about. And it loses its focus because it wants it to be somewhat character-driven with Vivi, but Vivi is a weak character. So, and then the robot companion is an even weaker character. And fascist, you know, weird Nazi scientist is an even weaker character. So it's like they, they want their cake and they want to eat it too, and they really fail on half of that. But all they have is a pie. I understand. Yeah, so it, I, I will give Vivi credit for, one, being original, two, having good writing, pacing, and um, uh, animation. Its dialogue, like, second to second, is pretty weak. Its characters are pretty weak, but its overall writing. Like, when I say writing, I mean, like, big overall story writing. I don't mean, like, individual sentence writing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or dialogue the, writing. The, the plot, the story. like The, the, the real stories. story of Vivi is strong, and I think that's why people really connect with it. But I think that the writing for dialogue, the dialogue is typical anime crap. And the characters are painfully generic and suspiciously fascist. Yeah, I mean, I, this is one of those rare times where I think I came out worse off on this than you two did. I, I'm not about to say that, like, Vivi is, like, some dog shit. I think that it has good movements to it. Um, <laughs> it's but got good I, movements. <laughs> it's yeah, a really well, good movement. Yeah, oh, I really love watching movement. the movements. The no, nice, no. swift poop. <laughs> but i i do think there are good things about it but at the same time like the I, I i guess like maybe this is just the the word cutter in me but like they had a really cool premise at the beginning but because it's anime one premise is never enough they have to mm -hmm. add word cutter not turd cutter producer <laughs> thank you i mean i guess i'll cut either it is a bunch of turds that we have to cut here so. Uh, so the premise of this that it opens up with is AI exists, and because AI are like humans, they seek to have one goal to do in their life. But with AI, yeah. because they're like more binary than us, it's like they only have one goal at a time. Yeah, like that's... That, that little exposition dump in the very first episode where they're like, when they first made robots, they gave them all of the ideas that a human would have, yeah. and their brains melted from the anxiety attack. So we gave them Robo Zoloft and only gave them one mission and one drive to ensure that their brains would not melt under the burden of human existence. Like, all right, go yeah. fuck yourself. That's just pretentious bullshit. <laughs> well, it is pretentious because then they proceed to do nothing else with it other than justify yeah. why yeah. she needs to sing. Like, that premise is something, like, sci-fi is really good when you are critiquing the world that you live in with it. Yeah. It like, has to be using... about the world. Yeah, right, right, right. So, like, you could make a comment about how, like, well, you know, it's nice to be an AI. You only have one goal. Like, that's your whole point. So, like, you know what your goal is in life. But then, like, you could also show how, like, the AI have intense stress about it because right. they only have one goal. And if they fail, then why do they even exist? Like, yeah, there yeah. is a space to play in that that they just fucking ignore. Like, it's, yeah, they do. it's so weird. And, it, again, and I, I, I'm not saying it's, that it's, it's trash. It's just... The, the ugly head of Japanese work culture rears its you know, ugly horse hair covered head again, where... Why is it horse hair covered? Oh, I was going to say it rears its ugly head and that's a horse metaphor. Oh, oh, and oh. And I oh, was oh. trying to go somewhere with that, but um, yeah. I kind of stumbled. 
<laughs> he did great. No, no, no. no that was like good. a four-legged animal, I stumbled. That's amazing. I'm a big really horse guy, horses. you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you are, uh, you're like a three-legged stool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, a horse <laughs> is what that is. So um, the, the general... Put him down. God, you're, you're fucking throwing me off now, too. The, <laughs> Put him down, the, boys. The ugly, uh, the ugly head of Japanese work culture comes in where the not-so-subtle first, like, 45 seconds of this is people are better when they only have one goal, one desire, yes. one thing. Yeah. And it's like, buddy, that ain't the fucking truth. No. <laughs> There's true. a guy next to you in the animation stall who's got a couple other desires that are completely unfulfilled. And uh, I'm going to tell you right now, he's not going to be happy when he dies at his dex- desk next week. Yeah. Uh, you guys got a serious, 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 serious fucking problem with the way that your culture handles hard work and dedication. And you got to address that before you uh, wipe yourselves out. <laughs> yeah. I don't know a nicer way to say it. But, yeah, yeah, for uh, sure. When it, when it comes up in your sci-fi, don't think I don't notice. Don't no, think I don't here. notice. Listen here, Ethan. Uh-huh. Um, you lumped me and Jay together when you said, I think I came I out did. worse of it than both of you. However, I think that I'm in the middle of you two. Because while I think we all agree that it goes Tokyo Revengers, Vivi, and then uh, the horse anime, like in uh, <laughs> the dragon whatever anime. you want to call it. The dragon. <laughs> hey, too many horse talks. Jeez Louise. You say too many horse talks. Dra- a dragon is just a horse. Why are we talking about a horse, horse wings? Anyway, anyway, and then the dragon anime. But what the reason I put it where I put it is because a I thought that it was it was fine. It was kind of boring, but it was fine. I'm not as big of a sci-fi fan as Jay is, like at all. Like I think sci-fi is fun, and when done really well, I'm really into it. But otherwise, I'm kind of like meh. Um, but where I found it hilarious was I think it was the funniest of the three animes in that it had um, just a couple of scenes that made me laugh out loud for a couple minutes straight to the point that my wife Amanda looked at me like, why are you laughing at this? And that would be the scene where the robots start killing oh, all yeah. of the humans. That's I thought that was the, oh, the, those, those were the funniest scenes in any of the three animes that we watched. Oh, yeah, for sure. I could not stop. And I got to rewatch it because I watched that extra episode and they just re-show the robots Killing all the humans again. So I got to re-laugh at it. Yeah, that, and it was that is unironically some Five Nights at Freddy's shit. Like, you got <laughs> people was, getting killed by their Roombas, man. <laughs> I really... These things are flying out of the sky I, and hitting people in the back of the head. This one robot goes over to this man or woman and goes, Aw, are you scared? After dropping, like, a bloodied pipe on the ground and grabs her face and his, his or her face, I can't remember, just squeeze it till it blows up. Yep. I couldn't stop laughing. It's yeah. the funniest thing that, ever. That shit's funny. I don't think people realize how unintentionally funny that was. Oh, yeah. The people I mean, who made that they, thought that was scary or creepy, yeah, and it, it wasn't. It was hilarious. It wanted to be. It wanted to be serious and like scary and like, oh my god, yeah, I could not. If that ever happens in this world, I'll die to one of those androids. I'd die laughing. It, I, you know, it'll just happen. The worst part funnier. is that it's expressly Disney World. Like it's a Disney World analog <laughs> where they are, and they're getting killed by Disney well, World characters and and robots. It's like, come on, man, you can't. Now wait. In the in the first episode, did it just start off with them? It yeah. just started off with the robots killing them, right? Like it just drops yeah, us into yeah, that. Yeah, it just drops in. Oh, I don't no, remember if missed, that's the beginning you, or if that. No, you, you, 
you missed the best lead up to it. Okay, oh, okay. so in the second to last episode, uh, it shows all the robots like walking around and doing their daily duties. <laughs> all right, so you just you cut to all the robots that are just about to start killing the humans, and they're like, you know, put one's pushing somebody in a wheelchair, one's holding one's kid, one's walking around and doing stuff, and then their eyes turn red and they start like freaking out. The humans are like, what's going on? And the robots just start massacring the humans. That's great. That's great. <laughs> I feel like the the way that you actually make that scary is if you like so for most of this show we get shown robots that like blend in very well to society like the one that literally runs the space hotel like you wouldn't know she was a robot unless like the little white thing yeah. on her neck, like wasn't there like what would be way scarier is if a bunch of people just turned on a dime and started murdering everyone around them and they looked identical to you. Yeah, the like, way you make it scary is to make it clear visually that they have lost any semblance of human mimicry. So, like, if their skin was gone and you could see, like, the metal underneath, like Terminator kind of shit. If, if, you, if you watch them moving in unnatural ways because they are no longer bound by their programming that says you have to walk and talk and act like a human being. Yeah, that would also be really scary. That That's how you do that. If you want to make something scary, you make it very, very not human. Oh, my God. And then the scene where they're all singing that song at the end. <laughs> while murdering them. Yeah, yeah. that's oh, what happens. They, they start. Uh, oh, 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 it's it's like the fucking, the, the, the fucking Grinch <laughs> song. It's like a Whoville song. Yeah. It, it also, like, I don't know what I heard in that last one. But, like, <laughs> yes, it, it was it was some kind of horrible auto-tuning failure, whatever it was at the uh, at the the in the last episode, where, like, it started singing and was like, what the fuck is happening? And then, like... It just shifts a few keys, and it sounds like a fucking child is singing directly into yeah. my ear. And I was like, what is I, happening? I believe that that probably was a real singer. But what I also believe deep down in my heart, in my heart of hearts, is that uh, Japanese pop music fucking sucks. <laughs> That's quite I possible, too. I absolutely fucking hate it. And every single time they try to make me one of these goddamn animes where it's like, oh, she's she's singing a beautiful song about saying goodbye to her friends. I'm like, yeah, and well, then, she kind of fucking sucks. So can you can you change moment, it? Can you change the channel? That one moment that was supposed to be like a hard cut emotional moment after they shook hands, yeah. and then it just it it cuts to it cuts to dude in a giant robot excavator just punching Vivi through walls yeah, because she's trying to stop her friend from dying in a plane accident. Yeah, it's oh like my God, a, yeah, it's that like hard fucking cut alien, so alien 2. Uh, uh, in hard cut, he's like, and after we just shook hands, come on, Vivi, wham! <laughs> That yeah. scene was so weird. Like, I blinked and, then, and it was totally And then, different. well, what made it weird? Like, it was a fine scene. Like, it kind of made sense tonally. Like, I'm okay with that hard cut. I really am. But then to cut away at the end of that episode and cut to the next episode as if nothing happened. Yeah. That's when it, when it, what made it super funny to me. Because they don't address it at all. They yeah. just show you that scene and her friend dies and then they're just going to the moon. You know, because they have to. They have to yeah. be in outer space now, that's, and that's it. They don't. They don't talk about it at all. I'm I like, okay. thought that was just going to be more setup of him as a very clear and obvious antagonist. No, they didn't want to do anything and with it. It, it kind of disturbs me that they never really addressed that idea. <laughs> Are we never going to talk about the fact that that robot was like evil as shit? No, and yeah. that that I mean, by extension, the scientist who programmed him is probably similarly kind of fucking evil. Yeah. 
But the scientist sacrifices himself in the end, so it's okay. Well, I was clearly like, giving it a little bit too much credit. Yeah, well, so did Hitler. Like, yeah. Hitler killed himself. Yeah, he- I was just about things. to say, it's like, you know, Hitler at the end. Okay, yeah. maybe, maybe There's a bit of a difference between getting killed by the robots you're trying to stop and um, Vivi, you know, consciously and intentionally killing herself to give a small advantage to a human splinter group. Yeah, it is amazing. Guys, I... I'm sorry, while you were talking, I went back and listened to the beginning of episode 13, and, like, I, I highly recommend everyone to do it. It's, like, it's only, like, 40 seconds in. It you, it starts off with that song where it's, like, oh, and you're, like, oh, okay, like, some ominous music is happening. And then it cuts to, literally, it sounds like one person. It cuts away from the chorus. One person going, na 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 I just like what the fuck? Who directed that? Like I. That's amazing. And you know what? Sound quality is six out of ten. You know I. It's got six, six out of ten. Oh. I don't know how to rate this, so. <laughs> six out of ten. I never know how to rate uh, these things. I'm gonna go back and listen oh to this God. again. It's beautiful. You guys keep talking. But yeah, so that that's why I rated Vivi where I rated it because I thought I was whatever, and the theme isn't my thing. But okay, fine. It. <laughs> try to do what I want to do, fine. All but right, God, right. it did, if it did not have some of the funniest things. Yeah, the, the robot killing was pretty great. All right, right. so now I guess we're going to talk about... um, We can quick quick talk about Tokyo, because I don't think it'll take as long. No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think that one will take as long, because there is no interesting sci-fi thing. The fun thing about Tokyo Revengers 1 is that it seems like it was made expressly to pander to me. Um, I, I'm a big sucker for like organized crime movies. Yeah, I'm and in, I'm, I'm a pretty too. big yeah. sucker for Evelyn, the Evelyn proliferation Evelyn. of violence and honor. Yeah, I'm a pretty big sucker for people who grow as fighters, as well as people, and I'm a pretty big sucker for guys with sweet ass tattoos. So um, yeah, yeah, no, I'm in on all those things. So yeah, so basically, Tokyo Revengers is about a worthless sack of shit human waste of space. Who gets who dies? On, who gets murdered? Literally, yeah. I like murdered. the fact that he, the fact that he was murdered never even seems to bother him. Yeah. No. But I'm at no at point I does he ever loop. seem to be cons- like. So the sec- So to 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 review, he's a waste of space. He's a he's a. It's kind of like the beginning of Wanted, he, where yeah, your main character finally, is a weak willed little fuck boy, and he gets pushed around by everybody. And one day and he, he finds just... out that his girlfriend from middle school died yeah. in a Yakuza incident where they where they took a bus and they drove it into a store yeah. and his girlfriend and her brother from middle school, they died. Yeah. And this is they're now 26. So like yeah. they, they dated 12 years ago. They make sure to say that a lot. Yeah. He, um, well, and specifically, this is the only girlfriend he's ever had because he's such yes. a worthless little. Shrimp. Yeah, he's only done jobs ever since then. He doesn't he doesn't talk back to anybody. He's just a servant. He's, to a, he's a little bitch yeah. boy. So yep. he's standing on the train, waiting for the train to come, and just as it's coming, somebody physically pushes him out of the tracks. He and gets he, hit by the train, <laughs> presumably dies, wakes up 12 years in the past in his own body. Uh, uh, and then he's dressed like a young delinquent punk. Yeah, which is what he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So right off the bat, the thing that I like about this is, one... I don't know if you guys have watched anime before, uh, but they have some weird opinions about what middle school kids do yes. as yeah. delinquents. Yeah. We, yeah, they time. have weird opinions about what anybody does in school. They have That's a very like weird thing. idea about what delinquency is. They have a very yeah. unhealthy idea about what pertains to like the delinquency way of life. And most of all, most, most, most of all, they have a very, very, very disturbing and unhealthy view about 
what it means to be a kind of person as a child and how that's supposed to pertain to the rest of your life. Yes. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah like another another gross. little <laughs> ugly head, the other horse at the head of the cart of Japan going off a fucking cliff is the idea that you are who you are at like nine. Yeah. Like they're like, oh, man. Whoever you are at that eleven to fourteen, that's who you are forever. That's where you peak. And yeah, like, the, the, I was gonna say they, they explicitly say that his second year of middle school was when he peaked as a person, and I was like, you know, so many isekais and so many like Japanese shows will do the callback to when you were a kid because it's the only time that you ever had fun pretty much in your entire life. Yeah, it was apparently. the only happiness you ever experienced. Yeah. So, like, th this one, not only does it do the callback, it's like, what if you could just literally live that, like, and know that it isn't something that is true, because you are a worthless 26-year-old, but, like, you know, or 24, I think it was, but, like, you know that you could go back in time. But, but more importantly, he is happy. just as like, worthless. Like, an entire, like, 12 years, he didn't get worse. He didn't get better. He stayed yeah, exactly he just, he just, as worthless yep, as you were when you were 14. That is, a, that is low, man. That's low. I, I feel very, very, very sorry for anyone who can look back at who they were at 14 and go, yeah, like, I like that person. That's who I am. Yeah. That's fucking gross. If I you mean, haven't like least... grown, like, you should be able at any point to look back on, like, maybe a five-year period and go, I'm glad I'm not that person anymore. Not, yeah, like, right, necessarily right. because you don't like, like, it was bad. But yeah. because you, you, you should grow. be growing. You should always yeah. be growing as a person, either emotionally or physically or socially. Yeah. To, to peak is a thing that people talk about usually because of physicality. Where they're like, oh, man, I, I was at my best shape when I was 18. That makes sense. Usually people will do high school sports. They'll get hurt. Yeah. They, won't, they won't realize how much of their youth pertained to the, the physicality that they had. And they kind of give up on it. They let themselves go. And, you know, they kind of feel bad about that. But socially, fiscally, emotionally, they most certainly have grown from when they were 18. Or but that hope. is not the case here. And it's weird because I'm watching this, and in a sense, I get a better sense of this character being a piece of shit than I ever have in many other shows in which I am shown this exact scenario. Take, like, My Hero Academia. I find it very, very telling that I have a hard time distinguishing the behavior between this man at his worst at 26 and Deku at fucking whatever, 11, Probably 12, 14. 13, 14, yeah, whatever. whatever he is. He's a first year, so I guess that is like 11, 12. But um, like the, the, the weakness, the lack of social ability, the, the just letting everybody step on you way of life. Like, everything that is portrayed as violently pathetic in Tokyo Revengers is somehow like, a, like, a, like an identifiable trait in Deku. And I don't understand why I'm allowed to feel disgusted by one and not by the other. But one of the funny things about it is that this show is expressly about this kid learning how to grow as a human being and avoid his terrible future where he stays the same for 12 years. Yeah. Whereas the entire premise of My Hero Academia is about how Deku never fucking grows as a person. And it's like, holy shit. Like, you could honestly put these two things on opposite sides of, like, a, of a spreadsheet. 
they are so diametrically opposed in goal where like this kid legitimately thinks that his life was peaked when he was just like skipping school and hanging out with the kids who smoked cigarettes and dyeing his hair because he thought he was a pathetic like waste of space and he just let everybody step all over him and he learned how to get step all over by stepped all over by delinquents whereas yeah. Deku's like I learned how to get stepped all over by by this fucking bully who's been bullying me since I was like <laughs> child and I'm supposed to be growing as a person to fight back to him except that he does now anything better be than friend. I do <laughs> and now I want him to be my and friend like, I don't I don't know if you understand how this works that's not how you grow as a person. But yeah, be my friend. To talk about the plot of Tokyo Revengers, it's pretty simple. Um, they have a really stupid plot, like overarching plot, where the idea is this kid can go back in time 12 years, uh, but it only goes back exactly 12 years every single yeah. time. And that despite the fact that he had to die to go back the first time, um, which has never really explained why or how or what the fuck yeah, is going so on with you that. You mean to tell me that, like, so I watched the last episode of this too. I never noticed the explanation of who originally pushes him into, like, the subway. No, I'm, I'm, con- I am perfectly convinced that it's the cop. Yeah, because I just cop think that's the only, the only place they can sense. go with that. Because somebody yeah. pushed what, his, him, somebody her murdered yeah, him. Yeah, her brother, yeah. yeah. So you think her brother knew he had that power and that's why he did it? I think, I think so. it's supposed to be like one of those weird bullshit time loops. Well, no, wait, it, no, no. But he supposedly died with her. I know, I know. In in the that, I mean, no, but they I, said those were the bodies found. I think. You that, know what I'm saying? I think that the big reveal oh, yeah, that uh, we're going to get later ACAP, yeah. is that he had a similar power, or maybe just didn't realize how to use it in time, or or figured it out in some way, and that he is only that's why he accepted it so easily and why he knew exactly what to do with it once he knew that he had it. I, I am, I am semi-convinced that that cop knew I mean, what not, would happen I, if he pushed him onto the tracks and he did I'm it I'm not going to put it out of possibilities, that, but that means that that guy would have to have faked his own death. Yes. I no, guess. no, 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 no. Yeah. no I don't and think it means he has to have faked train. his own death. I think what it means is that he but has some kind of connection. No, no, I think it might mean that the the, he might episode, have a connection to that power. I think when he died, he went back in time. Oh, maybe that's possible. Like, okay, I mean, it's sure. It's just like this. It, it, okay, so this like the show it uses the old school <clears throat> methodology of time travel, where like you can go back in time and change something, and then it will actually affect the future. Mm-hmm. Where actually, so does Vivi, but not important. Um, yeah. Whereas like most people nowadays have moved on to like the fate is already written. Multiverse Either theory, you, where it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, you either have multiverse theory or you have the one where it's like Oedipal, where if you go back in time to like fix something, it doesn't matter. Your fate's already sealed. Yeah. What? What? Yeah, what? Well, it's like the Futurama episode. You go back in time and you change something, but that means that in the future you wouldn't have a reason to go back in time and change it, and therefore yeah, I, everything. Either has to end you up have the, same. the perfect closed loop like that, or you have yep. the multiverse theory of like um, I hate to say it, Rick, Rick and Morty, where right. it doesn't matter. Everything you change, you're changing in one particular multiverse right you yeah. don't you never fix a problem <clears throat> you only change it in a different place right don't you never go back in time you go to a different place that looks like a thing that used to be back in time right yeah but anyway I mean, yeah i guess we'll find out eventually maybe i don't know but yeah he he goes back in time to basically like eventually he 
want, the whole he plan to is save that he's just girlfriend. trying to save the cops. Yeah, the cops' sister, aka his high school girlfriend or middle school girlfriend, from dying. And it just keeps getting more and more entangled with the Yakuza. Yes. And so his goal is to just keep rising through the ranks of the Yakuza yeah. to try to fix it. Which, like, they... another thing that kind of needs to be pointed out, and this is a usual for anime, is that, like, he is constantly being reattracted to his then 14-year-old girlfriend. Like, yeah. he's still a 26-year-old in, in the yeah. body of a 14-year-old. Can we fucking stop doing this? Like, at some point, Japan, like... It, no, no, it's okay. He's in the body of a... <laughs> right, it's totally fine now. Yeah, Shit, it's, it's uh, gonna be fine. I, yeah. And it's, it's not I'm, as I'm kind of glad that they don't ones. harp on it too much. Yeah, um, yeah it's true. Another they, they anime tended... that did this better was um, Erased. He goes back... Yeah, no, you know what? In the body in, of in a all child the comics, so small... That like sexuality doesn't exist in his little in, new world. In all of the comments, people were comparing this to Erased a lot. That is Just a very in the, unfair. In the... It is mildly, mildly released, related in overall plot to Erased. And yeah, that, that, well, yeah, that's it. that's that's what I said. The like, core, I don't understand. Like, no, those are idiots. People who compare this to <laughs> to Erased are fucking. They're stupid. like, if you loved Erased, you're gonna love this. I was like, no, I don't think those that is two not true. These are completely, these are completely different kinds of stories. Like. At their core, they are completely different kinds of stories. They have a relatively similar sci-fi mechanism, and that is it. Uh, no, yeah, and both of them copied Steins Gate, which we know to be yeah. one of the best animes yeah, that, ever. Yeah, it would be like best. saying this is related to Steins Gate. That is fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you are an idiot if you think this is related Ooh, to Steins Gate. Hey, hey, these hey, are facts. Uh, they, they, right, they copied Steins Gate. Yeah, they copied it, yeah. <laughs> uh, so... Yeah, it, it's fun. The characters are fun. One thing that I like about this show is that it shows delinquents how delinquents actually are as human fucking beings rather than walking. Yeah, they people. beat the they literally beat the crap out of each other. Yeah, they beat the crap out of each other, but they do it for reasons. And more yeah. importantly, they, um, they, they, like they have a code. They have a way of doing things. They have a lifestyle. That's not just beating people up. Like they talk about making money. They talk about like they talk about what organized crime is actually about. It's about living outside of a normal organized society and what comes with having to do that. So like you, you have to make money in unusual ways. You have to set things up yourself. Your territory is an extension of how you're making money. And you are constantly at odds with the state and its power over you. That's what it's primarily about. It's not. That's not the Yakuza series where like you can just punch your way through every single problem. Being I have able to, to point out punch though, isn't really the point. I gotta point out though, the mm -hmm. fight clubs that they have during broad daylight where three hundred people attend. Yeah, I accept that as typical <laughs> anime bullshit. Yeah, so typical anime bullshit. It's, just it's like, typical anime what? bullshit. <laughs> what are you, you doing? The concept of a gang like, having a fight club that they have people brought to and bet money on is not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, right. These things actually do exist. The difference yeah, is that it wouldn't be a fight club. It would be a gym. Like they would have owned, somebody would own property. Right. They would Agreed. have yeah, it legally exactly. classified as a gym and they would be running underground illegal betting out of that gym that has a facade as a normal boxing gym. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that would be fine. It's just so that's goofy. What, that's what's called it. a Listen, front. I, I think this anime, grown up and done better, would have been like another gangsta, you know? Yes, for like sure. I, I think, I think I'm, I'm so over 
kids. Like I, I oh, guess I'm I've over that fucking point kids. In, in, in in watching anime. Uh, I hope you're where over I'm just like kids. I no Jesus. longer relate to a a 14 year old or a 16 year old saving the world. Like give me something like gangsta where they're like 20 something or 30 something and they actually have power and they're actually doing like, you know what I'm saying? Like give me the Yakuza games in an anime, like where, where like it actually matters. You yeah. Know, that's, I agree. that's what I'm into. I, I just, I, I'm just, I'm so done with just like, like this kid, Mikey. I mean, his name's Mikey. First of all, great. That's awesome. But he's like super strong, but like for a kid, and it never makes any it's sense. Really like, dumb. why, why is he so strong? Like, what, what about him makes him that strong? Like, at least with like an adult, you could see him. Like, you could be like, all right, well, he's, you know, at least he has the stature of an adult, and therefore that comes <clears throat> yeah. with the what? ability yeah. to hit harder and to what? whatever. It's- but. Like, they all look like adults too, really. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, they oh, don't yeah. Look most 14. of those, most of those second years. Yeah, they're just literally a swarm of adults. They're fourteen-year-old. Although, I mean, this this generation's fourteen-year-olds. Well, they're super tall, but they still look like babies. These guys actually look like grown men. A fourteen-year-old looks like it's. Yeah, it's stupid anime crap. We'll never get away from Japan's unhealthy obsession with youth. Yeah. Like we had Gangsta and that got one season and it was fantastic. I never got a second season. Yeah. This is already running through another 12 episodes in two yeah, consecutive yeah, yeah, yeah. seasons of anime. And that Gangsta really, will never be is... popular because it featured adults with adult problems, adult reasonings, adult minds. And adult the solutions. Only thing, yeah, the only thing that people apparently identify with in the anime community are children, children's minds, children's solutions, and children's understandings of the world. It's infantile. They, they think yeah. that being able to punch people really, really hard makes you cool. They think, like, the stances and styles and, oh, man, this guy is the kick guy. Like, they, they don't, they have an infantile view of the world and of the underbelly of society. And you would think that as a counterculture themselves, they would have more respect for the concept of being outside of the norm in being a delinquent. But they don't. They have nothing but disrespect. They, they depict them all as psychopaths. And this at least gives them some character. It gives them some, some motivation that isn't just, I want to be evil. You know, they can have friendships with each other. They can be good to each other and mean to always people, other people. You know, yeah. but like, they still fall into these same kind of traps where it's like, oh man, we're having a turf war. What does that mean? Well, we all go to the same place and then two of us punch each other. No. No, you don't know what a turf war is. You don't know what that means. You I mean, you got to remember, too, that the people that are making <clears throat> these anime or the manga... Well, they don't go outside, and I get that. But this is a little bit beyond that because they, they normally, when you see delinquents in a show, they're just evil. Like, they're just evil. Right. They're just bullies. They just hurt other people. And they are just as mean to their supposed friends and lackeys as they are to each other. And you get a bit of that here, which is sort of real, which is that, you know, you can be on the bottom rung of a gang and kind of get treated like shit. That's a real thing. But I mean, like, I'm talking about evil bad guy, like killing his own minion shit. Like, oh, you failed. Yeah, I always hate to die. that shit. That's garbage. That, nobody yeah. does that. That never exists. Oh, that's just you putting disrespect you you on on people who you don't like think have legitimacy to the to the way of life so but when you try to make something like this and you try to give them some amount of humanity 
but you fail in all the other steps, all it does is really call attention to the fact that you half-assed it. Yeah. So, yeah, like Tokyo Revengers, it's fun. You got some cool character moments. The characters are interesting. Their designs are at least unique, although they do all look like adults for the most part. Yeah, and all the all the non-main characters all just look like they, the same They adult, look like adults, and they act like children. And if yeah. you can't stand how the writing is infantile, then, well, you're not watching anime anyway because all anime yeah. writing is infantile. But this is... Oh, sorry. All anime dialogue is infantile. I can't. I can't go back on what I said earlier. So, <laughs> right, right, right. Where, where the writing meaning like the overall stuff, but the overall plot is at least somewhat engaging. You talk about like gang culture, gang life, gang. See, but you're stuff. you're focused on like the A plot, and the B plot keeps rearing its ugly head, where it oh, shows up. I'm and no, no, no. About the I'm stupid. focused on the B plot of his life as a delinquent. The A plot is time travel story from a cop who's a bastard. I think you're technically right, but I purposely flipped it the other way because yeah, clearly well, the show wants it to be the other direction. I think you're right about that. Like, and it would have been a better show if they just made it about delinquents that are like trying to grow yeah, up, but what they if, don't know they're growing up. What if up instead yet. of going back in time, he just started out as that kid, and then we just hey, got a you know story what that there. show's called? Hajime no Ippo. Hey, got it. I, is that because guys, is that everyone, a bingo square at this point? Yeah, I feel everyone like in that show is a delinquent. And they don't, like, well, not everyone, but, like, a lot of the characters in there yeah, are yeah, delinquents. Yeah. Or, at least or ex-delinquents. Yeah, yeah. And mm. while they talk about their delinquent time as, like, I was bad, like, they still have those character traits and personalities. And it's like, yeah, they're real people. You would know yeah, this. If, because the guy who wrote it went outside, like, more than once, even. And he, he actually, That's like, impossible. boxed and helped boxers and trained boxers. And as a result, he got to know other human beings who were boxers. And this amazing fucking thing happened. When he went outside, he understood a human experience other than sitting in his room and eating shit. So he didn't die at 35 of a heart attack because he draws manga all day long. He experienced life and as a result had stories to tell about those people that he experienced. It's an amazing idea that like you could you could write what you know and have experienced in a human lifetime. You know, I went back and um, reread some of the some of the the writing I did in college, like creative writing I did, yeah. and like in general, I I don't want to say I hate it. There's a lot of it I hate, but some of it I'm like, oh, you know, I feel like I did an okay job for being someone that was in college or whatever. Mm -hmm. But the one that really stands out, and I didn't even appreciate it then, was the one that I wrote about like a character that was deployed to kyrgyzstan which is the thing i did and mm -hmm. i think that it was so good in my eyes at least because of that like i i did this thing i know what it sounds like i know these people even if they don't really exist yeah. and like i just and wish... i imagine people who never got deployed to, to kyrgyzstan could read it and realize like through a kind of they could realize that there was a connection to it there was a connection between what you wrote and what you experienced, even if you never really went specifically there. I know you did, but like... Yeah, you know, no, you I get read... what you mean. That, and that's the point of writing, right? You're supposed to be able to write a thing and have someone else read it and go, oh, I get it now. Like, you yeah. interpreted the experience. There's, a, there's an experience that you're attempting to give to another person without having them experience it firsthand. Yeah. There's a story you're trying to tell whether it's real or not real or based in reality, 
it's all based in reality. Mm-hmm. There are no original stories. There are only reinterpretations of things that are real. So like when you make a, an anime about, about this gang, you should know things about how gangs work. You should know yeah, things exactly. about how gang people act and talk. It, not just for an authenticity of reality, but because you have to understand their motivations and their desires and their stories so that when you tell it, it makes sense from a holistic perspective because people when put into different contexts will have similar sounding stories. So you have to be able to put your reader into the proper context and into the proper story like environment so that they can understand the story as it makes sense. That's one of the things I don't like about the show is that this kid is a weak like little bitch and he hates fighting and he cries and he curls up into a ball and that's like his main problem is that he he has no he has no ability to meet out or or accept a world of violence and he slowly becomes more uh le- more desensitized to that by getting the shit kicked out of him and there's an irony in that the people who are like beating the shit out of him are expressly telling him that they're trying to teach him a lesson and he just like sits there and cries and then later, he's suddenly just able to take punches. And I don't believe that that's unreal because he's getting, been getting punched for like two episodes. Yeah, right. So I'm like, oh, okay, well, like, but like the character himself doesn't realize that like that, that was the lesson. They were desensitizing you to violence. They were telling you that if you can't accept this, you don't belong here. Either die, leave, or get better. And he got better. And it's ironic that they just try to gloss around it. And that's the kind of thing that makes it very, very clear that the kind of person writing this has no idea what that world is really like. For one reason or another. He doesn't understand what it means to like, be broken and reform stronger in some ways and weaker in others. Which is a cornerstone of being a delinquent outside of society. It's constantly being preyed upon by people who are more powerful than you and using that as your sole source of strength and anger. That's what that story should be about. That's what the story is about. He's angry that his girlfriend is going to be murdered in 12 years. He uses that pain to give himself a drive to become a better person, the kind of person who can understand and navigate a violent world in order to undo the violence that is going to happen soon. Yep. That's the story. So why does the writer not understand that getting the shit beat out of you in a fight club is an essential step on that path? Because he's wow. dumb and he doesn't know what he's talking about. Ah, you solved the mystery. Yeah, I know. You put you weird how, your own mystery. Weird how that's the conclusion oh, yeah. of, of most mangaka's, you know, uh, lowdown. If I could describe uh, any mangaka, it is that uh, they have no idea what humans are like. <laughs> they have become so indoctrinated by their own incestuous community that they have forgotten what it means to be a human being most of the time and that they live and die at their desks and as a result cannot tell interesting or unique stories because they have never experienced an interesting or unique story. Oh, well, hey, you know, while we're on that topic, we should probably talk about dragons. Wait, yeah! wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We're going to get there in a second. Uh, oh. I just want to point out that there was only two genuinely funny lines in this whole anime. All right. Mm-hmm. Tell and us that about was them. it. 
What, what do you mean? You can't pick them out? I don't I fucking put, remember. I put him in the group chat. Oh, my God. Uh, the one where he, where he, <laughs> he has the flashback to, I, I just suddenly became friends with a psychopathic killer that's nuts. And then he envisions himself in front of a pile of poop on the ground. <laughs> oh, my God. And the guy yeah. just looks at him and goes, lick the poop. <laughs> lick the poop. It's just, it's just so straight-faced and so funny. Lick the poop. Lick the I, poop. I watched that clip probably six times in a row. Uh, that and the um, the other semi-funny line was right after uh, his his 14-year-old girlfriend slaps Mikey, and then they have that thing, and then she starts walking away, and she's like, you need to be with friends, and he goes, bye-bye, don't slap me next time. Yeah, I did chuckle just, yeah. that one. Just walk away. That was it, though. I, 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 that, was, uh, that is a scene that I also like because it's one of those things where she walks up, and in any other show, this would be the bad guys dragging a kid away from class. And the goody two-shoes girl has to rescue him from the life mm-hmm. of badness. And then at the end of it, they all actually come to a realization that none of the other people were what they thought they were. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The two gang members realize that this guy actually has morals and drive for something. And that makes him worth respecting. And they, yeah. and they realize that that girl has drive and self-respect and strength. And that is worth respecting. And that girl realizes that the two guys who he's hanging out with are not actually degenerate people who will pull him down, but they are good people who will raise him up. And like that, that is a revelation that does not get enough attention in that show. Yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of like, there are little moments like that. But yeah, but the problem is, is that they're too few and far between. (laughs) Yes, that's it. Yeah, that's 100% it. Is that. The two, like, you learn that Mikey's not the guy that maybe had her killed, and you start learning about all these other guys in the mafia, and then you learn about how, well, I watched episode 14, so what you didn't find out is that uh, the guy with the tattoo and the yellow braid, Mikey's second in command, uh, it turns out that, like, he ends up in jail, like, later in life, but then he he wishes he could have killed um, the one guy that set this whole thing in motion after, like, the car mm. accident, his friend. Like, all these moments kind of add up, and they have, like, some bright and shining moments, but then in between, you're just, like, sitting there like, oh. I mean, on oh. the one hand, I'm a little disappointed that it's sort of setting up that, like, oh, no, these are one of the good ones. You know, like, these are the good gang guys. It's like, mm. no, that's yeah, not, well, I, that shouldn't be yeah, the point. Yeah, that's not how it works. That shouldn't yeah, be the no, point. No, I agree. I don't I agree think, with that. ultimately, yes. it matters whether or not Mikey killed her on purpose. He obviously didn't kill her on purpose. She wasn't. Well, no, and I, yeah, no, no, the whole thing is that it might not even be his fault, but he's still the leader of that gang, so it is inherently his fault. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, no matter what, all these gang guys being bad, they're all bad, even if you start to like them from the inside. Even if you start getting a little Stockholm syndrome, that doesn't mean that you should force upon me that these bad guys, oh no, these guys are actually like good. Like, I know that they're delinquents and they're gang members and they're starting war. And, uh, but like, if you get past all that, it's like, well, I can't, I can't just get past that because that is who they are, you know? Like, so don't try to make me get past that. Don't try to tell me they're the good guy. Yeah. You, Just you, tell me they're all bad guys, part of, and this guy starts to respect them, yeah, yeah. but that's about as far as it goes. That's, that's so. how far it should go. You, you yes. should be respecting their strength of character and their strength of personality, mm-hmm. not But you should always realize, yeah, you should always realize that they're the bad guys. Yep. Because sometimes they're outside society because of context that you don't know about. Like, mm-hmm. they, you have to understand and explore their reasons, and, like, it's not about... Uh, giving a judgment it's about understanding a story which is yes. why like if you watch really good gang show movies or like martin scorsese or quentin tarantino it's never about how they're good people 
It's about the little bits of humanity that are in some cases still left and in yeah. some cases mm -hmm. treasured. Because you, yeah. you watch like um, in Reservoir Dogs where Mr. White is desperately trying to save a cop, an undercover cop because he doesn't, he doesn't get any satisfaction out of watching somebody painfully die. And that humanity is extremely more relatable because of the situation and the life that you know that he lives. Yeah, exactly. As opposed to, um, or maybe that was Mr. White. No, no, no. Mr. White was the good guy. Who was the guy who cuts off the other guy's ear? I don't remember. Uh, Mr. Brown or something? Their color names. Uh, yeah, uh, maybe. Whatever. I don't remember their color names. Whatever. But yeah. that, you know, like, that's the psychopath yeah. guy. Like, those people are there. They exist. But they're not everyone. And sometimes yeah. it's hard to tell the difference between them. And sometimes the people who make it their job to catch and kill those people intentionally don't tell you about the Mr. Whites and paint them all as the Mr. Browns so that they can right. feel better at night. So, like, right. this yeah. cop in Tokyo Revengers maybe just doesn't give a shit about whether or not they're good people. He assumes they're all evil. And maybe, hopefully, this is going to be about our main character understanding them as human beings and going against the cop, which is also somewhat yeah. why I think that he was the one who pushed him on the train, because that might be the big reveal that, you know, makes him the primary antagonist, but whatever. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. That would all fit all right. thematically. Yeah. We can all talk about Dragon Goes House Hunting now. Okay, it sucks. Has... That's it. <laughs> it sucks. It's unfunny. It's referential it's, it's, humor, the lowest and, yeah. and most base it, of humor. It, it is. I, I find this dragon character as annoying as Deku at some point. Oh, my yes. God. He yes. has his, literally his nothing pathetic going for him. is aggravating. It is so, to an all-time low how pathetic they make this character out to be. And then they have this, of course, they have his companion be a, a demon lord. Wow, who could have seen that one coming? Oh, well. Who previously found a house for another dragon? Like, what, what am I, I watching? If you haven't what figured it I... out, that previous dragon was his dad. Wait, yeah, oh, was yeah, it? of course Expressly it was. Expressly his dad. Yeah, it's, it, they have said it. it in all but I, name. He looks the I, same. He's the same color. He's the right, you know, like age and time frame. Everything. I have. I did not care enough to think about that. <laughs> There's I a couple so times in the beginning where they're going to show the dragon, the old dragon that he previously helped, and they intentionally yeah. don't show like the top half, which is the color, like it's a tease. And then later yeah. they show the whole bit, and it's like, it's his fucking dad. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I get it now. Right if that's about the, the case, time where but... he's like, well, maybe my parents kicked me out so I would become a stronger person. Besides yeah, the fact mean, that it doesn't honestly, make any goddamn sense. We don't have to be right about this because, like, it's so clearly set up in that way that even if it wasn't said directly, like, it, it doesn't really matter. It's, it might as well be, yeah. Yeah. It's just, it was such a, just, like, nothing about that main character made me sympathize for him, made me um, think that I was him, maybe relate to him. Like, nothing about his character really made me bond with him at all. And that's a problem for any sort of media, yeah. is if the main character either, like, I despise because that's how he should be written, or I should relate to him. Not I should despise him because he's just a garbage character. That that's where where most of these animes lie. But this is one of the most egregious way to do it. This is almost as bad as um uh the god set next to me in school or whatever. Yeah, it's like, really it was, dreadful. It, it was just bad. It yeah. wasn't funny. Like all of their jokes landed flat. 
It wasn't funny. It wasn't neat. It was just this guy's super pathetic, and that's why everybody likes him. What? Yeah, it's it's what? Dumb. it's what? another one of those like you can't even call it a power fantasy, but it's like a it's it's one of those fantasies where like I I can be the literal like scum of the earth piece of shit weak like garbage human that I am, and everyone will just bend over backwards like the whole universe will bend over backwards to make sure that i'm happy and like that's the life that i want it's it's disgusting now this as a counterculture is exactly the kind of thing i expect to see from a culture as as workaholic as japan because if you work all day to death this is the kind of thing you'll fantasize about you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, doing like, nothing and being praised yeah. for it yeah. constantly. Because that's all being you want to do. All you want to do is stop fucking working. Just going home and like vegging. And I can sympathize with that sometimes, but like I luckily live in a culture that's not that Yeah, they're like, oh, disgusting. look, he's a powerful dragon. Everyone wants to be uh, protecting me. He's well, so cool. And then he runs away from that. And then they have the, who cares? Like I can go to work and I can tell people that like my job is not my life. And I don't, and I'm not going to get fired. Like my boss isn't going to look at me like, oh, well, you know, if you're not serious about this job, we'll just give it to someone else. Like they don't yeah, care. Anyone. They don't. And the next person who walks on the street, if you don't care about your job, he's taking it. Yeah, that's. She's taking it. That's a They're that's a it. toxic and disgusting way to live your life, either as the manager or as the worker. You you need to be able to be more than just your job. It doesn't matter how much you do or don't like it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even even that saying that like you know you love a job you never work your day in life. That's that a load of shit. That's yeah, all that's a load of shit. Yeah, you you need to you need to have a life outside your work even if you like what you do. It doesn't yeah. matter. You just do. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, we have you need to just have your own thing. Uh, even if you like work, it still should be work. You should separate it from the rest of yeah. your life. Our work environments are bad both like for both countries but like we just cuck ourselves in different ways you know yeah yeah it's, we it's got our own fucking problems that's just not oh my and God, we've got yeah. that that toxic workaholic shit going on here too where i don't know what you know, you're talking about where we where we ins- insinuate that anyone who is poor isn't working hard enough huh that that's well, america's i mean if one. they were working harder they'd have more money yeah, that's true there it is that's how this Nobody works. works harder than Jeff Bezos. That's a uh, statistical yeah. fact. At this yeah, point. so much, so much so that he stepped down and will still make more money and than me. And he gets to ever. step up into space. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. just like Richard uh, Branson. CEO Ray. entrepreneur, born in 1964. 64, it's Jeffrey, Jeffrey Bezos. Yeah, I just. Fuck their wives, anime, drink like, their blood, go on, Jeff, get them. It would it would have fit our list the best out of these three, but by God, I don't think I would have watched it past these first three episodes. Yeah, like what I else just, does it no, have to no. do? It doesn't doesn't do he, anything. He he has to get a free girlfriend bad. from the girlfriend dispenser. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> see, now is. I'm into it. That's a bingo space. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the incel space. <laughs> good go, good go. <laughs> the incel space boys. For us, we don't Top have like a corner. QAnon space, you know. Yeah, uh, you know, like I, I feel like it's hey, kind of really made their way. That's in a here. that's they'll, a uniquely they'll, Americanism. Uh, that, yeah. that is our shame. Yep, we get those guys. We and we did that. Oh, I just—they actually just, are like, all pedophiles. No. <laughs> in in yeah, America, just, uh, we pretend uh, we live in a society where everyone's a pedophile. In Japan, it's just true. <laughs> oh no! Uh, no, no, <laughs> no, we're not endorsing that. True, but goddamn, does anime <laughs> make me think true. it? 
Yeah, God anime damn. is really like it's it, it would be that's the thing is and like just to reiterate a little like anime makes you think it but like then you remember yeah. that anime is a part of that weird fucking counterculture in Japan so Yeah. You know, it rightfully you, gets shit for it. Yeah, and it's just, I mean like it's it's almost kind of like a, a weird um no, you know, what? I'm not going to defend this at all. I don't want to. No, no, I I, it's kind of like how Hollywood has a very unhealthy relationship with women over 30. Like it, yeah, you, you yeah, chew that's a up good and example. spit out women in Hollywood like a fucking sausage machine. So Yeah, yet Tom Cruise can like and, be, you and know, there's 60. A, yeah, there's a pedophilic nature there. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Even though they so, are not like below eighteen, it is we're, still specifically seeking the young. We have laws, but we find ways to circumvent it. Oh, and we find ways to skirt those laws every day. Yeah, yep. we we have uh, that in us. It is not not there. It's uh, slightly more subtle, but its ramifications are just as dire. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I just yeah. There's not much to say. Oh, the only thing we can say is to our producer is that he did get a fireplace in his first house. It's just he then moved out of that house. He did so, move out of that house. True. He moved out of that house because it was too fucking cool. It's too cool, and he's yeah. too much of a it little was, stupid bitch. Yeah, it was boy. actually it was actually way too cool of a house for him. It was yeah. like the ideal. He house, had badass bodyguards who got into cool fights every day and solved all of his problems for him. But yeah. the fact that it was a, a little too loud made him shit his little pussy yeah. pants. He basically, he, he was there. like, it basically, the house turned into Shrek's swamp, and he just noped out of there. He, somebody built a fucking house for him for free, and he couldn't, he couldn't be happy with it. He's such a little asshole. Yeah. Yep. Well, I'm glad that this is, uh, this is the good anime. We all agree. Mm-hmm. So. <sighs> I mean, this, this, this would have won, like, out of these three, I guess, for sure. Um, because it, it fits our scheme, but by oh, God, yeah. Dang. Tokyo Revengers and Vivi are distinctly in the realm of too good for the they're, show. Yeah. You know, I gotta say, I don't think they're, I don't think Vivi is too good in general. Like, I think that it would be. No, 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 it's not too good. It's too good for the show. There's nothing to like. If this it's was better, if it's you, better than everything else in this season. In, yeah, 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 yeah. If you put it against Mars Red, Mars Red's too funny. If you put it against Full Dive, Full Dive is too funny. Like, there's no one. You can put it against where it wins because it's yeah. too much better than all of these other things. Yeah. And like, it's not pretentious say, enough I, to be I 86. Might, I might have Pretty Boy Detective lose to Dragon, you know? Like, they're both god-awful, so yeah. it's a coin toss That's the me. problem, you know is that there are more or Fairy things... Or Fairy Ranmaru, either way. Yeah, yeah, there are more things that Dragon would beat than, than Vivi. Yeah, I would say the Dragon has a chance of beating Fairy Ranmaru or Pretty Boy Detective any day of the week. Yeah. Heck, even Seven Nights Revolution, because that was boring as hell. I one of those three. About seven that nights. wasn't even yeah. worth watching. This, I literally this, don't get, this gets it. you mad in a very particular way. Yeah, yeah. That we so I, I would probably before. say that if it fought Seven Nights, it would mm-hmm. move on to the next week. And yeah. that's more than I can say for either Vivi or Tokyo Revenge. Yeah. If we watch Vivi or Tokyo with Seven Nights, it'd be like, well, okay, that was great. We're going to talk about Vivi or Seven or, uh, or uh, Tokyo Revengers the whole time. Uh, seven Nights wins. Yeah, exactly. It, w- yeah. it would be a, um, uh, whatchamacallit, it's not quite a, a millionaire detective, but it's like, there's nothing to talk about in millionaire detective except how great it is. Whereas with this, it's yeah. like the only thing to talk about is like how good it was kind of, and then maybe what it, where it went wrong. Like there's a deep dive yeah. that you can go but you, into. Yeah, you but... actually deep dive into it, right? You're not just like making fun of it because it's it's so bad. Because it's enough of, of a it's You're... enough of a work of art that it's actually worth discussing in that capacity. 
Yeah, the fact that we discussed Vivi for as long as we did stands on its you know head yeah. over this dragon anime, which literally I have nothing else to say about. Yeah, yeah I don't really funny. want to There's talk nothing about else it. to say. Yeah. yeah. So on that level, I think that Ethan, you get a point for that. Uh, your be- your bench warmer wins. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, Is that my second point do ever? About that. You know? No, it's your first point. Wait, really? I thought I got a point once before. Nope, no, nope. you did not. Wow, oh my you god! See any green so there, cool. buddy? Well, oh, you mean you mean overall? Yeah, in overall. This whole thing? I think I've gotten one point no, ever. No, before. you've had you've had you had uh, two points uh, in last season, and then you had. But you have nothing else in this season. No points. Yeah, no points in the season before that. Also, this is like your um, second no, you've, point. You've scored. This is your third point overall because you had most boring being wave, and then other side picnic being stranger thing was guns. Oh yeah, and that was yeah, great. yeah. yeah. So you had two points last season, no points the season before that, and then... And no points this uh, season, the producer is correctly pointing out. I did not pick this. The producer did. Oh, you know so what? the producer yeah, gets right. a point. You don't get a point. All right, producer gets a point. We're going to yeah. make note of that. Ethan, you don't get a point. That's actually true. <laughs> you might get blitzed by the fucking guy who's not even on the show. <laughs> yeah, no, he does. He will... Well, we have... All right, so next week, uh, we can just start to... We'll have producer call Next... Yeah, next, next, well, next, oh, I'm saying next week. I mean, if he wants to make a call letter or two, I'd, I'd be down for that. Um, but next week is our wrap up. So we're going to, that's where we wrap up the whole show. We're going to watch episodes from all the animes that we've watched up until this point. We'll watch like the last episode anim- of each anime that didn't make it to the finals. And then any more we want to watch past that is up to us to see if we get extra points. Uh, but right now it's four to one to zero to one. Uh, with uh, our producer having a point and Ethan still <laughs> having none. So uh, this Woo. is good. It looks like uh, I'm doing pretty well. Uh, oh, no, Jay has two. I'm sorry. Four to one to zero to two. Yeah. Um, I think I, I think I have this one in the bag, but we'll see. Well, you definitely uh, do because, unfortunately, I don't have any more open slots. Like, neither do you, but, like, so, like, Mike, there's really no room for you to get any more points. But there's well, not Shatter's really, house. there's not really any more for me to get them either. Like yeah. there's only a yeah. two point spread between the two of us. So like you're pretty firmly yeah. in there. Whereas okay. Ethan could he's... get upwards of four points, hell but he's yeah. not gonna because his guess is done. He's, he's, <laughs> he's yeah. absolutely not. Wait, wait hell yeah. I, I'm gonna get it. <laughs> yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we've all learned uh, this is gonna be my fourth season in a row. Uh, this is fantastic. Uh, this is just this is a good life we've had here. Um, anyway. Uh, so yeah, that's it. We're gonna do the wrap up next week, and that's gonna be us just talking trash about every other anime we've watched. And what could be better than that? Uh, not too freaking much. So we hope you join us next week. Uh, it's always fun, uh, but hey, go um, watch better animes. But like, uh, wash yeah, your please, mouth. Please. Where can the people find watch, us? Like, you know, if they if they're looking oh, for better uh, animes, they, they can't. They, they can't find out, us. They can find the producer at Crappy Anime SD Twitter. That's where they can find him. That's where they can find him and a bracket and. That's about it. You will not hear any of my ramblings. You will not see me calling out people on Twitter and getting into giant fights. Correct. Mm-hmm. That's something you will not. that I will never do. <laughs> By design. <laughs> anyway, um, we hope you join us next week. This has been a blast once again. Thanks for listening to Crappy Anime Showdown. Bye. You and that itchy trigger.